now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. Yo. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Got a hustle on the own time. Color people at before side. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George Mackay sitting down here, Ballard's Beaverton, with my homie, mi hermano, my familia, all these other crazy words that I could throw out there. But one of the two men who gave me the opportunity to live out my dream as a commentary, and I'm forever grateful. The one and only Ronchi one himself, Ronchi Ronnie Randelson. How are you, buddy? Not too bad. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. So let's talk a little bit about Ballarts. Mississauga, you came in as partners with Santino and uh, AC Coca. Yes. And you guys kind of saved Ballarts from being closed, essentially, yes. because Anthony was thinking about selling it off and letting things go. But you guys came in as two third partners. Now it is just you and Santino running the ship, and then you decided to expand here to Beaverton. Yes. Beaverton, I know, logistically, because it was a lot closer for you, but why, why at that time did you feel like it was necessary to open up a second location? You know, when we moved out here, someone told me to come to uh, Beaverton to look at the place, right? To look, because there's a lot of good restaurants, a lot of good stores, so I came out and I just saw this old movie theater, and it just looked great, and it's been for lease for a few years. So I just thought about it and I talked to Anthony talked to AC and we just decided to do it we thought little town fantastic because there's not much to do out here so all the kids come in here the adults the wrestling shows are always filled up it's nice it is nice it's a great environment I love coming here I love uh, the town is beautiful but as being the heel commentator I do have to crap on the town a little bit but I don't mean what I say not all the time <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Sometimes what I say is factual. I love hearing it all. It absolutely is true. <laughs> and I, I appreciate that you give me that freedom and stuff like that. And I, I honestly have to ask, because I don't think I've ever asked, when I know we were talking when we first started developing our friendship and our relationship and our brotherhood, you, me, and AC, and I just kind of put the bug in your guys' ears. What was it about me that you felt that, you know what, we should give this guy a shot? Well, we gave you, like, not gave you, what we asked you the one time to go out there and start the show off, get the crowd going, and you did such a good job. The crowd was going crazy, and the way you talked, it's just on the fly. You were really good with it. So me and AC just said, let's, let's give him a shot at this because I think he could be really good. And you've lived up to the hype, buddy. <laughs> I, I, and I honestly, I, I'm, I'm humble when you say stuff like that because everyone's their own toughest critic. Even when you and I talk about some of your matches that you've had, uh, here in Beaverton or everywhere else, you're like, ah, I was so-so, it wasn't this and that. Do you feel like being hard on yourself has made you a better business owner, has made you a better professional wrestler, has made you better understand this business? Because you are running two promotions between spreading your time between Battle Arts yep. and Battle Arts Rising Stars H and Battle Arts Beaverton and Mississauga and also HWE. HWE yeah. You really are kind of the one only promoter that I know of, at least here in Ontario, that is running three promotions, Beaverton, Mississauga, and HWE. Yeah, it's, that's a lot, man. It, it is. It's tough. There's a lot going on, and sometimes I forget which show I'm going to that night. But uh, no, everything's been working great. And yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it helped me out a lot. It makes me understand more about the business, uh, more about wrestling, and it has helped me out big time. And I know that, like you said, you mentioned there was not a whole lot to do, but one thing that you guys do great is you do have a kids wrestling program. Yes, I get a lot of nasty emails and a lot of bad comments out in line for it. People... And I, that's why I actually wanted to address it and bring it up because yeah. a lot of people say you shouldn't really be starting pro wrestling training until you're between the ages of 16 to 18 is usually the norm True. for a lot of people. True. But then you hear the stories of like a TJP who started at 11. 
It's, yeah, you know what? It's all about how you train the kids, mm -hmm. right? I'm not bringing kids out here. They're not bumping, no big moves, nothing. They're learning strictly philosophy of wrestling and chain wrestling. They're not taking any bumps. They're not doing anything. They're learning strikes. They're learning all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we had a little match here. The kids were practicing for a long time. Not one bump. They just told a story. And it was a great match. The crowd loved it. And since that show, so many more kids actually signed up because they loved what we uh, what we've been doing. They love what you put on. Yeah. And to let people know is we're not we're not gonna like hurt a kid. We're, come on, what we're doing is letting them learn the art of wrestling, and they're literally learning chaining and running the ropes and the stuff that they will be really good at. And then when they do turn 17, 18 years old, they're gonna be masters at that. Yeah. And then they're gonna learn how to take the bumps and learn how to level up their move sets and their exactly. Repertoire. Exactly. So, the basics, so a lot of people who are sending you these nasty emails, and I mean, that is the problem nowadays with everyone has an opinion, whether it's good or bad, and a lot of times you can't form your own opinion because you're just supposed to be like, oh, do you hate this or do you like the idea? So the emails and stuff that you were getting, have since then some of those people maybe changed their opinion or perception on the program? I have no clue. Um, I'm the type of guy, I never comment back. I've never once commented back to a bad a bad email or a bad post online, I just stay away from it. I do what I feel is right, and I don't think I'm doing anything wrong here. I think the kids are enjoying themselves. They're not getting hurt. We're not doing anything bad. They're just learning an art. So what about, like, I mean, how old do you have to be to, do, say, ju do jujitsu or do Muay Thai? What is the age level for that? I teach four-year-olds. So that's what I'm saying. It's okay to teach and combat sports to a four-year-old, but uh, to teach somebody the art form and the psychology, because a lot of people don't understand, wrestling has so much more psychology yeah. than it does just See, doing a move. What I, what I feel is what people are thinking, that they're going to be coming out and giving each other pile drivers and doing heavy hits, heavy moves. But it's not about that. So... I like to say that they're coming here and they're learning how to wrestle. They're learning how to do the basics. Uh, the, and it's not even basics too. Getting good at chain wrestling is not easy. There's a no, lot to learn. It is, like this, listen, I called that match. I, I called that match yeah. and I watched it because I was the commentator that night. And it was thoroughly entertaining. Yes, did the kids have a couple harder segments of matches in terms of the chain wrestling? Like from a simple arm drag to a, a, a clothesline where the kids were a little bit unsure of what they were going to do? Yep. Sure. But did they tell the great story? And did all three kids have a smile on their face? Yep. They absolutely did. I even, myself, I wanna, I wanna toot my own horn, I booked my first ever segment in a show. I was the one who came up with, for the Battle Royal, have some fun, because it was Halloween. Yes. Have the three kids come out yep. in the center of the ring. So all three youngsters came out, two boys and a girl. They came out, and all the vets, all the older students surrounded the ring, just climbed up to the top rope, and everybody said, boo. And all three kids scurried just away. Ran out. And it was hilariously incredible to see. The kids on their match and in the Battle Royale got a bigger pop than all the wrestlers. Absolutely. And it was yeah. great to see a whole bunch. Like, I believe even the kids got a little bit of a standing ovation near the end. They did. Because it's not hard to be 11, 12, 13 years old and putting yourself out there, especially now in a culture where you really, we're all about being inclusive. We're all about putting each other, being, being comfortable in your own skin. Yes. But to go out there at 12 years old and to put on a show in front of a room full of 100 complete strangers, you, it's hard to do. You won't believe how proud I am of these kids. They worked so hard. And watching them in training and watching their, my head, I put my head down most of the time like, oh my God, this is not going to be good. They knew the match in and out. They knew everything. They knew how to do it. But when they were practicing, it was just, they weren't putting it all into it. Right. But when that show came, those kids, I couldn't believe how, how amazing it was. 
And I mean, what is it? What was? Did you ask the kids after the reaction of just coming through the curtain for the first time as the character that they designed, the character that they yep. created? Did you did you sit down in your next class and be like, all right, guys, tell me about going through that curtain? And what did the kids say? Oh yeah, that was not even then. It was right after the match. Right what, after the match, I went to give them all a hug and a high five. And they probably couldn't even stop talking. They, yeah, they they thought they were like Stone Cold Steve Austin. They were like on cloud nine. It was amazing. And I was at the parents. The parents loved it. And uh, yeah, they just had a, a great match. They. That's all I could really say. Like, I'm proud of the kids. Absolutely. We're doing even better now, and we have more people that started. Some kids that, man, everything that they learned that whole few months that we were training, they're learning it in two days. Like, they're just getting it. It's like, it's made for them. They're so, made for it. So let me ask you this. As you get kind of in the, the, the older years of your career and you take more of a backstage role as opposed to being in front of the, the stage, which you're still doing, and you're still doing great. I don't care what you say. You're your own toughest critic, <laughs> but I will say this. But what is it like to see the next possible, like you're already training the next crop of talent that's going out there. You're green lighting wrestlers. Yeah. You've got great trainers both here and at Mississauga. Yeah. But what's it like seeing that, not the next generation, but the next, next generation of possible superstars? Like you're training uh, kids that could, when they are 17, they're gonna come who, here and be like, Dave, who knows? I'm ready I'm ready to take but that first year class. 12 years old and if they keep what they're doing till they're 17, 18 years old, do you know how good they will be? It'll it's, be like the prodigies of a Billy Starks or a Nick Wayne. Unbelievable! Absolutely. Like when it comes to the, the the philosophy of wrestling and and the chain wrestling, they're going to be great at that. And then the other stuff, yeah, you'll learn that you'll learn that fast too because they've been doing it for so long. Like if I'm a first, if I'm a student coming into a to a, a wrestling show or a wrestling class for the first time, when your teachers are sitting down with them before they even it's the first, it's a whole crop of new students. Doesn't matter the age, seventeen to twenty nine, let's say. Yeah. The first lesson, the first class, what do you do? Are we talking about taking bumps or is it more lecture based like saying, this is, wrestling is so much more. You have to understand that you're telling a story without words. Commentators, we fill in those words for you. We are the narrators, but essentially you are doing this performance piece without any words. Do you spend your first class kind of letting them know about the psychology aspect of it? Or do you just say, all right guys, we're gonna take a bump. So when it comes to the adults, I can't answer that question. I don't train the adults. I'm not experienced enough for that. That's why we have, like, the coaches that we have here. They've been doing it for a long time. They're amazing at what they do. Fantastic coaches. And me, I just, it's all on them. They could do it. They give the green lights. They do that. They call me and tell me what's going on, and I listen. But when it comes to training adults, I don't do that. But you love the kids. You love the, the, the kids, aspect the of the kids. The kids is great. Yes, I, I've been teaching kids jujitsu for, oh, God, it's about 10 years now. And like you said, you've had as young as four and yep. as old as ten. Yep. So. And I every night here, I teach jujitsu uh, kids classes two times a night, and then I do adult classes. So I'm teaching a lot of kids jujitsu, and then the kids wrestling, I do it twice a week. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, talk, let's talk about your family life. I want to talk about. I like to get personal sometimes. Okay. You have an incredible wife. You have two amazing kids. Um, your your daughter, uh, a cutie patootie, just like your wife. <laughs> your son has so much more intelligence that you'll ever have. <laughs> but it's, I can't even, yeah, I'm an idiot compared to this kid. The, the kid is a genius. Yeah, I, genius. I, I don't know how. He took my wife's brains because... Absolutely. If he but took mine, he'd uh, be wrestling in the ring with me. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 
could you imagine that raunchy the raunchy family the raunchy family. actually we had him in a couple matches well, you actually. did you did yes, yeah yes. And he, he actually kicked you in the right in the, the genital area yep. yeah he yeah uh, he pretty much uh, told you that he was going to be the baby of the family forever because he stopped whatever future kids that could possibly happen even a noobs baby down the line yeah that's gone now no. bisectomy was free if you guys want a free bisectomy just enroll with your children in wrestling and have them kick you in the nuts. Exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> so let, let's talk about your, your, your uh, incredible family, man. You're an incredible husband. You're an incredible father. You balance these promotions so well. You wear your heart on your sleeve. You surprise me by showing up my 40th birthday and giving me an autograph from one of my favorite, my goat, Sting. And I literally almost cried to tears. I slept with it that night, by the way. I did. I, I kind of figured you would. I did. I slept with it. I loved it. I, it's, it's hanging safely and securely in the basement. But every time I walk by, I'm like, look at you, you handsome son of a bitch, you. But um, you, you're one of the most generous and kind-hearted people ever in my life. And you've raised such an incredible family. How do you find a time to balance it all? It's tough between both gyms. Um, I mean, I don't go to Mississauga that much anymore. I, I try to get out there at least once or twice a week, and I'll spend the night there. So I can. I like to go because Neil. So what we didn't mention earlier that uh, yes, me and Anthony, we were running the place, but we brought Neil in, mm -hmm. and Neil Ewers is one of our wrestling coaches, and he's an amazing wrestling coach, uh, Olympic alternate. He's great. Uh, he runs Beat the Streets Toronto. So he helps a lot of uh, children too, getting them into these type of uh, Amazing. activities. Amazing. Uh, so he's most likely, he's the one running the gym in Mississauga. He does the day-to-day -day He operation. does the day-to-day -day and we talk every day about what we want to do with both places. So yeah, we have a, a really great connection. And with Anthony, he's always involved with all our con conversations too. So between the three of us, it's, it's been amazing. Absolutely. And yes. it seems like a really great camaraderie that you three have. Yes about just excelling everything to do with combat sports, whether it be the fantasy and the psychology of pro wrestling, to the Muay Thai, to the uh, Jiu Jitsu, to everything that you do. And, and the classes always seem full. And it's great that you're allowing these combat sports to grow and evolve. But what is what would you say is the next step for Battle Arts? Are we going to see a third location down the line? Are you guys looking at possible other areas to expand into? Or are you just focusing on keeping Beaverton growing and keeping Mississauga expanding even more. You know, a third would be great. It would be fun, but it would be too much. Absolutely. You, uh, you're asking me how to, how do you balance it between the family? And then at that point, that you would just be stretched too thin. Yeah. So I'm actually in Beaverton. I'm here quite a bit. I usually come here. I, I'll drop my kids off at the bus stop, and then I'll drive out here. Get here about eight o'clock, and I don't leave usually till ten o'clock at night. Right. So I'm here quite a bit. Uh, I, I finally have more coaches here that are teaching, so it gives me more time off so I can spend more time with the family. But in Beaverton, we're not open Saturday, Sunday. That's huge. That's huge. So you I get always the get the weekends with my family for us to go to dinner, go hang out, go to a movie, whatever. Chill out at home. But it's been a lot better now, so I'm spending more time with the family. And, and, and with the more time with the family is the incredible TikToks that if you know Dave's wife, oh God. she forces him to do. And she does. Them, she forces me. So, you know what? It, it's a forced love, is what it is. Because when he doesn't, he looks in the videos. He looks like he doesn't even want to be there. <laughs> but there was one video they did. I can't remember which one. I think she was planking or balancing on your back, and you fell, and she fell. But you two rolled over, just howling and laughter. Hey, it, and is ha it, it, it is funny. It's it, it, admit it. It's I, fun. I'm not it's gonna fun. lie. I do enjoy doing them. <laughs> there is proof, Tara. Okay. We got it. Oh yeah, she knows. I I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> you know, for her, she um, she does it with her um, with her other business too. 
Like she, um, she does Beachbody, mm-hmm. and she's a Beachbody coach. She's been doing it for years, and she's great at it. She's the the lady is a beast, but one of the sweetest people you ever meet. She has bigger pythons than Dave ever hopes to have. Her <laughs> arms are like, wow, it's, it's, man, it's scary. It's scary, but she's and she, but listen, she's the one who should be arrested, let, not let's, me. Let's tell, let's say it like it is. You and I, we both punched above our weights with our women. How we got two incredibly beautiful women to pay attention to us, I don't think we'll ever know. I'm, I say it's because I'm good looking. That's my reasoning. I, I think it's because I have flow. <laughs> I have flow and I can keep a conversation going and I'm funny. Uh, yeah, I just say it's the good looks because... Um, it's the good looks don't lie. It's the good looks. The yeah. good looks don't lie. That's what it is. So Tara, what you're saying is that you settled for Tara. Tara didn't settle for you. No, I can't say that. <laughs> we settled for each other. Put it that way. <laughs> so balancing the family, not open on the weekends. You got Mississauga. Everything's going well. In terms of, I guess, your wrestling career, now you're going back and kind of having these matches with people that you've watched come up in this business that are excelling. Tonight you're facing Mike Forte, and he's somebody that you were trained with from your start. Mike, me and Mike, we had our, I had my very first wrestling match against Mike Forte, and uh, that was his first singles match against me about five, six years ago. Wow, what, we're ta- so we're talking almost yeah. half a decade ago. Yeah, it's, it doesn't even seem like that long, but we've... We have good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. We've trained together. Like when I first started wrestling, I was uh, doing probably about three, four private lessons a week with Rip Impact. Great trainer here in yep. Ontario. Rip trained a, a, is a ton of fantastic amazing. People. But Mike would be at all those private lessons. So me, Mike, and Rip would be together a couple times a week training. And then uh, like since we've been training together, let's have our first match. And Rip's like, let's do it. And that match was absolutely amazing. My very first match. And I watch a lot of first matches, and uh, you know, they're good. But this one here just, I don't know, there's something about it that worked great. The crowd was hot for it, they loved it. And um, you know, Steve Brown, uh, Hacker, Del Bruno, at the end of the match they came up to us and it says, man, I've never seen a first match like that. They, they actually, they, they, they built me up. For me, I was only gonna do one match. But they, they actually kind of gave they, you that. They made me feel like a superstar. I'm like, hey, maybe I could do a couple more matches. And here we are. And you then you started HWE with, with AC with and AC, everything kind of yep. kicked. Yeah. And then, I mean, AC had a great run as tag team champions. Uh, God, yeah, we, we did great together. We had a couple singles matches. We had our little feuds. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I got to say this to you. I got to ask, I, I think about... Um, in terms of, uh, like, you and AC, not tag teams anymore, AC, and you parted ways amicably, of course. Yes. But in terms of uh, developing a tag team division, which I haven't really seen in a lot of the promotions, HW does have a thriving tag team division. Yes. But at Battle Arts, have you thought about bringing in a tag team division? Battle Arts, we are going to start doing that soon. Because you are a tag team wrestler. I mean, as much as you're singles, you yeah. made your bread and butter as a tag team wrestler. Yes, so I 100%. feel I feel like you should be paying homage to tag team wrestlers. Yeah, for a sure. A little bit more than you do. I'm for just sure. gonna be honest. For sure, we are gonna do. I tell you, I don't know if I'll be doing tag team anymore. No, but you can at least definitely help in the psychology and building yes. these matches in terms of 100%. building this division. And we do have a lot of upcoming students that are doing really well, even in the independent league in uh, circuit right now in Mississauga. Some of our students are excelling big time. They're they're competing on a regular basis, a couple times a week. They're doing great. And here in Beaverton, we're new here, so our students are new. But yeah, we're starting to get people that want to do tag team matches. They're they're getting uh, 
how am I trying to say this? It's getting better. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a lot more tag, team, uh, tag teams going on soon with HWE. So keep, with, so keep your eyes on yeah, that. Keep, keep your eyes on it. Uh, it might be a little longer than normal, but I want to do it right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I got to ask this. Uh, I know you're not a coach, mm-hmm. but you do sit in on a couple of classes. Yes. And you kind of are there in case students want to pick your brain, too, because you have been in this business for a minute. So, yeah. you know, you know some things that you're talking about. But the, the, let's talk about the kids' classes. Okay. So when the kids came up to you, and it was time for character development. All right, kids, we're not wrestling today. We're not running the ropes. We're not going to learn chain wrestling. Today we're going to talk character development. Give me your ideas. When a kid comes up to you and says, man, they're so excited that maybe that the young lady that was so excited, or the two boys, was, all right, Dave, listen, this is my character. Yep. When, they gave, when they gave you the pitch, they gave you the character pitch, were I, you like, or were you like, okay, I, I, I see it, but let's fine-tune it this way? Or were you like, oh, my God, that is hands down a gimmick that we cannot do because you are children so we cannot do this gimmick well we had um, <laughs> so i said right when they told me their names that they wanted each one was great like i liked it i didn't i gave them gave them you do it you say what you want to do you get your costumes yeah sorry costumes get your outfit your wrestling gear get your gear together <laughs> yeah absolutely so when they showed you when it was data i guess come in and work on the entrances and do all those things what was like a funny moment for you to look back and be like man that's how i felt well when I was, the, the young the young girl uh yeah. trixie 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 yeah. uh she showed me her outfit with her mom and right away i'm like nope too young for what you're wearing right there. <laughs> There's no way. You shouldn't even have shown me that. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> right? So we we, uh, we tweaked it. Uh, we kept the same costume. We just added... Layers. Added some layers, yes. And um, that was really the only thing. Other than that, they picked their names. They did a great job with it. I just... I let them pick what they wanted to pick. And I would, uh, I would fix it if it was a little bit too much. So I gotta ask this because I've always been intrigued about the Rising Stars formula that Battle Arts did. And I know you don't really have your hand involved in all of it, but like you said, you talk on a regular basis yeah. with the coaches out there. So when a coach says to you, so basically in terms of champion selection, when you have a student that is excelling and you know that they're excelling and they're reaching that pinnacle, is that when a coach will call you and say, listen, at the next Rising Stars show, so-and-so's dropping and we're giving it, we're putting the belt on this guy. Do you go back and maybe look at some of the footage or some of the matches they may have sent you to see if this kid is ready to carry the banner as a Rising Stars champion? Because that, that yep. when you're a Rising Stars champion, you're pretty much greenlit. You're, yep. you're, if you get the belt, you're greenlit to go out and start taking bookings. Yep. We have our faith that you can represent Battle Arts. I was trained at Battle Arts. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Is that is that how that works? Um, Not to pull the curtain back too much, no, but is that how it works? Uh, it's, it, I've always been intrigued I, I, by that. I don't even know how to explain it. I, I, I think uh, I like people who deserve it to get it. So people who have put in the work, put who show in the up work, to every class. They're there. They're working hard. They're helping other students. They're coachable people. That's what I like to say. And um, I don't have many, we don't have many students out here that aren't coachable. They're all good kids. No, they are amazing. So it's really tough to choose who would, who would be the next champion. Right, but when you when you look at the crop of these amazing students that you you see the ones that are greenlit, you see that they're yeah. working, that they're getting their names out there, yeah. and that they're representing that flag of battle arts because they could say, well, dude, you're killing it. Where were you trained? I was trained at battle arts, and I've interviewed a ton of them, um, and I see the the growth and everything that they're doing. Do you feel like a proud dad that you were able to keep this battle arts program running, not only running but to expand this program? Uh, I would say I'm, I'm more proud of my coaches for what they're doing. Absolutely, they're they're amazing. They're amazing. Like I said, uh, I don't I don't I Jody, 
Jordy Threat is unbelievable. Phenomenal. Uh, Shane Sabre, Fuerza, Mark Wheeler, John Greed comes in. You know that Fuerza is my best friend, right? Is he? He is my best friend. He is my best friend. It's not, he didn't deny it, but he didn't accept it. Yeah. But he's my best. Like, you've seen the pictures. We're, we're pretty good. We're, mm, we're tight. Yeah, I hear a lot of stories like that. That we're, that we're best friends and we're not best no, friends? No, that, that people are best friends. You know, it's, you know what I'm trying to say. So what you're trying to say is that <laughs> I, I shouldn't put too much stock in Fuerza telling me that, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's fine. It breaks my heart a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to accept it. I've, I've grown and evolved. I've grown and evolved <laughs> as, a, as a person. But I still say that he's my best friend. I'm going to stick to it because in my head, that's, that's the way it is. But kind of uh, reminds me of uh, the Johnny DeLuca and Clay Wilson best friend thing that was going on that was unfactual that was because we all knew that clay wilson is a is a scoundrel he's a scoundrel but johnny was sure they were best friends but they weren't and everybody listen no offense to johnny Luke. i love johnny Luke. he's a fantastic talent but he got played he got played he got played he got played and he and he should have known better yes he should have clay wilson is is somebody who says he's fighting from montreal yet he's from niagara falls okay clay wilson's outfit his monikers everything about him even that horrible French accent was all purchased at the Dino Bravo estate sale. Okay? <laughs> it's fact. We know it. I love it. Clay, I'm going to get past Clay Wilson now because just, Clay Wilson infuriates me. <laughs> but when it comes to uh, battle arts and what you're doing and everything that you're doing about battle arts, what is the one thing you could say as a business owner that you took on or, or you designed or you developed or you maybe revamped to kind of elevate the battle arts name? Oh, wow. Um... I would say the coaches. Bringing we, in the we, new proper we coaches. In, we, we kept a lot of the coaches, mm -hmm. and we brought in some new coaches, and our, our coaches are all fantastic. With every single martial arts program we have, we have world champions. We like, They're just unbelievable. They're, yeah, that's that's what I could say. I think it was the coaches that did it. Uh, they brought in more people. Uh, the memberships have been going up and up since, since we're bringing in new people. So... And you got to see some of these guys. Uh, we, our first, our first battle arts MMA fighter, mm -hmm. his first match. Um, the only student that actually fought in MMA won his first match. That's incredible. And it was, and it wasn't. Uh, it was a great match. This guy went out there and he destroyed. Absolutely. It, it was unbelievable. So our coaches are doing a great job with them. All right, my final question, because you know we got to try to keep it wrestling. We've done a lot about building up battle arts in this great program. Yes. But let's talk HWE. Okay. HWE was on a hiatus for 10 months. A while, yeah. Then you come back with the Renaissance, and you bring in Aaron Stevens as the creative director. Yes. And the creative direction and vision that Renaissance was was a renowning success. It was an incredible show to be at. The vibe was great. Everybody was relaxed. Everybody was happy to be there. But having in a former... WWE talent, current NWA talent, helming your creative vision for HWE. What is that like for you? It's unbelievable. That's all I could say. Like, I, I had a vision for HWE. Me and AC both had a great vision for it. We did what we were doing. And then things changed, so we're trying to revamp it. And uh, I had an idea. I pitched it to, to Aaron. I told Aaron, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? He goes, great. Let's just add these couple elements to it. And then come the show day, I was in shock. How great that show went. The, um, the Unfortunately, it wasn't a huge crowd. No, but that was probably because of the 10-month yes. hiatus and people yes. not really remembering yes. that you guys are still there. But after that show, I've had so many messages, so many emails, so many phone calls saying, 
I don't know what you guys are doing, but it's absolutely amazing. I've never seen independent wrestling like this before. No. The stories you guys are putting together. He goes, it was great. It's not one story. The whole show is a story. Every character has something going on. And um, they're all happy, and they said they can't wait for the next one. Absolutely. I can't wait to call the next one. But I, I, now I have to ask this one last question. Um, having Aaron Stevens as your creative director, I may or may not confirm or deny that I did hear that he gets a fashion allowance for those horrible jackets that he wears. Are you actually footing the bill for this fashion? Are you actually footing the bill for these jackets? Am I footing the bill? No, well, he's, apparently HWE has granted him a fashion allowance. I can't I confirm or deny where I heard it from. Could have been Aaron Stevens, but I can't confirm. I'm not saying anything. But seriously, uh, come on. Are you? Did you? Did you buy that jacket? Would I get him that jacket after what he did to me at that show? Well, no. At Renaissance. Do you but think you could I'm have gonna... purchased the jacket before the show, before he stabbed you in the back again. Always. Uh, I'm not going to answer it. So we're not going to get a clear answer. We're not going to get fa- a clear answer. Okay. Yeah. So there, guys, there may or may not be a fashion allowance for Aaron Stevens. We cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> and I think that's a great way to leave this interview off with a unconfirmed fashion allowance. For sure. That's a great way to leave off this interview. So if I were to cut out unconfirmed and just put confirmed, I could really edit that sound by saying that you, you could, could confirm, But I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be upset. No, you wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be upset, but it'd be kind of funny. I feel, I feel, that, I feel that though you did purchase that jacket. Maybe, maybe I didn't. And if you did, that's horrible. Because that thing should never have seen the light of day. And I'm, I'm sorry, Aaron, it's, you're it, a great guy, but that, that jacket is fucking horrible. It's hideous. It's, it's, it's hideous. It makes me want to throw up a little bit but in my mouth. But it does suit him. Oddly enough, yes, it does. It does suit him. It's like if, if Prince and Rick James' fashion wardrobe had like a, a one-night stand, that jacket would have came out of it. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's true. George Mackay, nice. Raunchy Ronnie Randelson, here at Battle Arts Beavis. And guys, stay tuned. And give Raunchy the time of day because he's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Thanks All right, guys. Peace, me. love, and wrestling. We'll see you next week watching please don't forget to like subscribe comment and turn on that notification bell so you get notified each time we post a video alternatively you can check us out on all podcast platforms and host it on podbean we are also available on the snme network that's the sunday night main event patreon please feel free to check us out there as well and don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore straight talk on twitter at straight talk wrestling on instagram straight talk wrestling on facebook straight talk wrestling on tiktok and of course you can check out all our merch at prowrestlingtees.com bye